Welcome to Stay Sparked. On this show, we explore how to stay inspired in the modern world through the most profound lessons from Burning Man, relationships, entrepreneurship, psychedelics, spirituality, travel, and more. On today's episode of Stay Sparked, we talk about grief and loss, our personal experiences, some of our personal perspectives, and the stages of grief. We talked about the transitory nature of things, lessons from Burning Man, and best practices and best processes to to move through grief and learn how to become someone who doesn't get over grief, but learns how to carry grief with us. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Stay Sparked. We are three friends here to share conversations aimed to inspire and to light you up. Thank you so much for listening. If you've been enjoying these conversations, we appreciate you leaving us a rating, five stars, please, and a review on the Apple Podcasts, and uh, check us out on Spotify as well, and please help us to spread the sparks. I am Giannis. And I'm Betsy. And I'm Halcyon. I am the founder and CEO of New World Nutritionals, a nutritional supplement company geared uh, that provides a number of mushroom-based products, all designed to help improve your state of mind. And I am a holistic healthcare practitioner here to inspire and light you up through mind-body-spirit practices and also the founder of the Power Affirmation Project, teaching life skills for sustainable happiness. I am the host of the Hug Nation YouTube channel and the creator of the Love More, Fear Less t-shirt shop with lots of feel-good slogans to wear about your day. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, So we always love starting these conversations with a bit of gratitude. So Halcyon, could you start us off? And uh, what are you feeling grateful for in this moment? Today, I'm feeling grateful for a gratitude practice that uh, I we celebrated three years of doing daily gratitude circles uh, in Zoom. Uh, started at the beginning of the pandemic. And so uh, twice a day I've been leading these circles and we actually have three a day that are happening. And so we ha- all got together in Zoom this weekend and people shared stories and impacts of their life. And it was just such a, affirming realization of how significant, you know, a a practice of gratitude can be. And in addition to that, one of our regulars, Aviv in Israel, she couldn't make it because she went into labor. So we have a little gratitude baby that was uh, born to help us celebrate. So I'm super grateful for gratitude baby. Yeah. So thankful. Amazing. Nice. That's great. Mm. Beautiful. Well, I'll share my gratitude. I'll jump right in. I am grateful for a nature reset. I was able to take three days this weekend and go about an hour and a half outside of San Diego and be in Julian, which is the mountains. And I just soaked it up with, you know, just the stillness of the mountains and that fresh, fresh air from all the trees. And I got to watch wild turkeys and I saw deer and just being under the stars. And it was so quiet. I just am so grateful for an opportunity to have that reset. It's kind of like, you know, just turning your computer off or your phone off and it just Mm. makes the system run so much better. It feels like coming back from that, I feel like I had a beautiful reset. So really grateful for for that. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. So my my gratitude for this morning 
is you know gosh it's it's kind of speaking to our to our topic today and that um as far as feeling gratitude goes sometimes gratitude isn't the easiest thing to to suss out and to to source and we have so we always no matter our circumstances we always have so much to feel grateful for um to be grateful for uh even though if we might not be feeling it so much so um got a number of uh, challenges going on with me right now but there is gratitude still to be had and that gratitude in this moment is for my body my health i'm feeling really good um right now physically i feel energized i feel like you know there's like there's no you know the older you get there's always some aches and pains that tend to like come along for the ride and uh not feeling much of that these days so i'm feeling like yeah i, I noticed it actually the other day um just i was like wow my body feels really good i'm feeling kind of energized and getting up getting up easier i'm sleeping much better um and yeah feel like i'm i feel like i'm eating eating better with that's making a difference so um i'm making some positive changes and it's reflecting in my body pretty quickly so i'm feeling so i'm feeling good and feeling especially grateful um for my physical health bravo uh, in this that morning, is in this morning. So, often it takes an injury to 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 remind us how how to be grateful for it feeling good it takes some effort to to be grateful for feeling good in the moment so well done thanks for that reminder yeah. Totally. And also the reminder that even when life is challenging, that we can come back to the body. It's like, oh, wow, I'm facing some deep challenges in life. But oh, wait, let me feel my body. Oh, I'm healthy. I feel good. Okay. I can actually like amplify the focus on that. So that is beautiful, Janus. I'm so yeah. glad you're feeling well and navigating life's challenges in the best way that you can. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, that's all, all we can do sometimes is just to, to do our best, which is always changing <laughs> from, <laughs> uh, from day to day for sure. So, and on that note, our topic today is grief and loss and how do we, how do we, you know, how, what is that for each of us? How do we deal with that? How do we process that? Um, because it's such a, it's such a part of life. It's, it's something that <clears throat> I, we all experience at some point and pretty, pretty early on. So, it's, and it's, it's, you know, never really far from our, our life's experience. Like we can be like, we, you know, life is filled with ecstatic highs and some really like low depths and all sorts of, you know, waypoints in between. So, so yeah, I think that what, what, uh, what is up for us today is to kind of discuss that and how, uh, how that has been a part of our, uh, our individual and collective journeys. So, um, one thing I would like to, <clears throat> Well, first, a uh, pop quiz for you two. So, um, <laughs> what is if if you are familiar with the uh, Elizabeth Kubler Ross uh, model of the five stages of grief? What are those stages? You two. Ooh, I cheated. I wrote them down on my hand. Denial. Uh, on your hand. <laughs> anger. Bargaining. Depression and acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, feel like she nailed it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And, you know, finding it, finding ourselves and, and that now 
the these are not like in order like they're just part of the process a lot of times like those like, those are like how we remember them um but there's they're not that's not how it particularly unfolds for us like we can we can find ourselves in each one of these moments um at any point along the uh along the spectrum so um speaking of spectrum there is for me, I'm going to come kind of come at this from a slightly roundabout way. Um, and that I feel when we're dealing with grief, it's important, first of all, and we all have our own process. So there's no right or wrong. There's nothing right or wrong that's going to, you know, transpire in this conversation, but just our own individual perspectives and approaches. I feel for me that the approaching grief is. There's a there's a spectrum of experience that, of things that you can feel grief about. Um, on one end of the spectrum is you know Trader Joe's discontinuing your favorite food item. What? It's like that's that's a level of that's a level of tragedy. Oh, we always, no, <laughs> no, no, like this. I this can't dro- live without those corn I, crisps. I, I I can picture <laughs> Bessie just dropping to her knees in the aisle. No, <laughs> so <clears throat> but that is like one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum would be, let's say, uh, you know, you're at your family reunion and a a tornado comes by and sweeps all 300 members of your extended family away. And you're the only one left. It's like, ah, so, you know, something, something absurd like that, but uh, super tragic. Anyway, that's the spectrum of like human tragedy. I, for me, I like to like pinpoint, like, where am I on that spectrum? Just to make sure that the grief that I'm experiencing and feeling is appropriate to the situation. Um, because again, there's no right or wrong, but I had a conversation with a, um, a person I, I remember back in the day who was lamenting, uh, her, she was supposed to be head cheerleader in her senior year of high school, but she moved and so went to a new school in high school and didn't, wasn't, wasn't the most popular girl in school anymore. So didn't get to be head cheerleader her senior year. I had this conversation with her when she was in her forties and she was still uh, like processing this. And I was a little more, uh, correction, a lot more judgmental back then than I am now. But I remember just being at this, all I could do to just keep my, my face just like salt stoic and be like, it sounds really tough. It sounds really tough. So, um, but so for me, I like to make sure that my, what I'm feeling is appropriate for the situation. So. That's a really, I, love that. like a yeah. I, I, oh. I think that's interesting, but I also think it's a really, I mean, the human experience is always relative, you know, and, and the, mm-hmm. like, it, it can be super traumatic to have something that from the outside people don't understand, you know, why it's so traumatic. And in fact, you know, the kind of like to, to not get too off track, but like I'm figuring out, I used to have a story that I had no trauma because my life is so easy, but no, I had things that happened that affected me in a way that are still a part of my life. And so not making cheerleading could be a trigger in event that does cause, you know, a certain um, reaction that is irrational and it does affect you in, in deep ways. So I'm going to, I'm going to have some compassion for this poor cheerleader mm-hmm. no. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, with, but, but I think that, but to, to, to agree with your point, as we were preparing for this topic and I was thinking about it, I was trying to think about my experience of grief in my life. And for the most part, I've had a charmed life in, in the regards of what have I really lost? You know, I, my parents are still alive. My brother's alive. Um, I've never had a, 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 a 
best friend pass, you know? And so I've had elements of grief and loss, but they have, I feel like they don't touch upon the tornado realm that you're talking about, you know, or, or someone who does loses a spouse before, you know, unexpectedly, these are levels of grief that are hard for me, honestly, to even to, uh, to speak to, you know, in the same way that I couldn't speak to what it's like to, to raise twins. I have no idea what that must be like. Um, but in this conversation about, you know, grief, there are, I think that's maybe that's one of the pieces of it is that there is a, um, there's something about grief that is very personal. There is no right and wrong. And it is, it is very difficult to say, I know exactly what you're feeling. You know, and so not, I know exactly what you're going through. It's almost impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, everybody goes through stages of grief differently and in different timelines too. You know, from my own personal experience of processing some loss in my life, it's been different. So I have lost my dad. I've um, you know, had to say goodbye to many friends, some that were closer to me than others. And each person that I had processed the grief around, it was always a different experience, different waves, right? It's like um, sometimes it was like more tumultuous and sometimes there was more grace, ex- acceptance. You know, for example, um, you know, my dad, when he passed away, it was uh, it was hard, but I, for some reason, was able to get to that fifth stage of, of um, the grieving of acceptance much faster than I had ever imagined I would. You know, I thought that maybe when he would die, I would be in the, the depth of depression for some time, but I was able to get to a place of acceptance much faster with him um, versus uh, saying goodbye to someone else, which many of you guys might remember pumpkin um, Nick. He was a, a dear friend. And when he passed, I went through really, really painful waves of deep sadness and depression for quite some time, you know, and he's not my parent. I wasn't my, I was much closer with my dad, but for some reason the processing was, was different, you know? And so I think each person goes through these different losses at different paces and timing and layers. And it is, um, it's very personal very personal. There's no right or wrong way to grieve, but I'll share, you know, the main thing that I got out of, um, you know, going through the loss of my dad was recognizing the importance of grief and seeing how, how valuable it was, you know, because if I would have bypassed it or shut it down, then I would have, you know, stored it in my body, but it became very clear to me the importance of going through the waves of feelings. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I wonder how how different it is and, and maybe with your with your experience um i'm not sure what the circumstances were around your your father passing but my my experience with it is if when it is somewhat expected or you kind of know it's coming there's a there's an ability or an opportunity there to kind of process that in a different way um almost almost like maybe not you're not quite planning ahead but you're able, it doesn't necessarily come up and like just punch you in the stomach yeah. as opposed to, you know, losing somebody suddenly like in an accident or just, you know, heart attack or whatever. There's a whole different level of gut punch uh, with yeah. that. And that can, that can definitely hinder your, you know, your process or totally. affect you a little much deeper. Yeah. Yeah. The shock factor is, yeah. is a whole nother layer. 
Yeah, um, I had a very unique experience of um, when my dad passed, because um, we did know that he was sick for some time. And so there was sort of this anticipation and knowing that he was going to be passing at some point, but it was years. It was actually quite a long time of like knowing that he was going to be going. It was like, okay, any day now, but then he would carry on for many more months. And then um, I actually was in a 10-day silent meditation retreat. It was the first time I'd ever done a Vipassana, which really focuses on um, impermanence. Uh, the, the focus really helps you to get to a place of equanimity um, and it's it's a practice of really going into your own self-awareness to see that everything is impermanent. And so I was meditating on imperm- impermanence for 10 straight days in silence. And then about two weeks later is when he passed. And so I had really been cultivating that deep uh, connection to this, this um, impermanence. And so it was like, oh, wow, here is the ultimate impermanence. And so I feel like that was one of the biggest blessings that I could have ever done for myself to prepare for his loss, because it brought me to that place of of presence and acceptance and witnessing and allowing. And it helped me just to stay open and stay connected to his spirit and let go of the, the longing and the clinging and the aversion and the, the suffering that that brings. And so I'm really grateful that it was the timing aligned for his passing for me to have had that practice. Mm, that's mm-hmm. beautiful. You know, the mention of the, everything is transitory and it, it I'm as always brought back to burning man. And I feel like my whole awareness of grief and death was changed by the experiences I've had at the burning man temple. If you're not familiar, it's a, it's a structure that is a, a beautifully built structure made out of raw wood. And then as the event opens, people start to cover the wood with messages to people they've lost and pictures and photos and tributes and the, the, the messages are so personal and so sincere and so emotional. And I mean, you can just start reading them and just, it's, it's hard not to be overwhelmed with emotion. And my initial experience was like, this is so difficult. It's so painful. It's so painful. And then this, I had this just like wave of like every expression that I'm witnessing here is the, the, echo of the how profound their love was you know every expression of grief is a demonstration of the love that was felt it's the it's this it's the same you know it's the 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 oscillation and so that's so kind of t- letting go a little bit of my attachment of grief being bad and started to feel like intensity and if i could experience the intensity of this humanness the intensity of this human connection through the grief and through the love, it just gave me this like overwhelming, like beauty, poetry of the human experience of it. Not, not joyful in the yay, yay, yay sense, but in a kind of like, wow, this is so alive. This, this is so fucking beautiful. And it's something that I've tried to embrace with elements of, of loss myself of like, wow, this, I am this, this depth that I am feeling is only so dark and far down because of how much this person touched me. And, and that, that is, uh, that's one of my tools for dealing with grief. Mm. 
Mm, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Then isn't that the kind of, isn't that kind of the purpose of it as well? Um, just to kind of remind us like what, how valuable like so many elements of our life are and and i certainly don't want this conversation to just be uh us reciting a list of platitudes for you know how about life and grief and things like that um but you know that that loss and those feelings of loss and those moments and experiences of loss uh what i mean what are they if they're you know not like reminders of like uh, of the value of our connection, the value of our relationships, um, and to really savor those moments. I, I've definitely found myself in places of <clears throat> whether, it, you know, any, any, among any aspect of life where I'm having just a blast and, or I'm just really in my joy. And there has been often a, a moment in that reminder, a reminder in that moment to savor this there's like a voice in my head that says love this feel it dive into it and really embody this moment these moments are fleeting um these moments are so they're they're super juicy love it up because this too shall pass <laughs> and we will find ourselves in those in those depths um sooner than later because that's what life is about and i think that's what allows us to really savor and um, cherish those moments of joy and pleasure um and just in merely existence itself because you know we we are we're having the we're here for the full spectrum experience we are all our our lives are set up for loss uh they're also set up for pleasure um and so like there's you know we're all in this journey and none of us get to you know none of us are getting out of here alive <laughs> and nor nor are the people uh ahead of us um or that around us and you know the idea like having a conversation about somebody who lost a parent um recently and they were really struggling with it understandably and also you know we were kind of talking and she came to the realizations like well this is actually the the best case scenario outcome is that my, uh, that my you know, my parent lives to be a, a long life and i get to witness that and experience that much worse um or just another other aspect of grief for a parent to lose a child um that's not supposed to happen um supposedly <laughs> but uh you know there's a there's you know a lot of suppose like we, we frame a lot of things as what's supposed to happen that's not how it works and it's easy to uh you know it's it's good to be able to be like wow so if i'm lucky i will you know outlive my children or i will you know my i will outlive my pet or you know what have you um but you know it speaks to the you know the idea of of things being temporary um and that's that's certainly a lesson i first got from burning man and was really driven home like via my experiences with ayahuasca um about how death is absolutely vital and large part of life and existence and this is all temporary all of our possessions and relationships and you know loves in our life they are all leaving us at some point this is all temporary and so realizing and really taking that in and via via ceremony allowed me to come out after i felt like my journey with that medicine was complete to be like well okay so this is and so when when i would experience things that are like ending like an ending of a relationship or somebody or somebody close to me dying i'm able to kind of 
process this in a way like similar to Betsy with with your father and be like, okay, so this is this is this is happening. This is this is how this this is always happening. This is how this is happening. Uh, and being and having a level of acceptance that I was like that was I was a stranger to um, that medicine really helped me to realize like no this is always you know transitioning this is how it is and learning to be okay with that mm-hmm. so beautiful yeah the plant medicine can really give that opportunity to peel back the veil right and see things more clearly you know I feel um, sparked in something around what you shared around the temple. Uh, at Burning Man and how it's the sacred place for people to put pictures of their loved ones and write messages and and share in such a deep way and allow them to be seen. And something you didn't mention for those who haven't been to Burning Man um, is at the end of the event, it's burned. It's, you know, given back to nature. It is this really powerful ceremony. And one of the things I've always found so much value in that is because there isn't really much like that in our our default world, right? In our regular life here in America, uh, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of rituals around the world, but here in America, there isn't a whole lot of that, you know, funerals are very different, you know, is there isn't always, um, you know, these opportunities to do something like that, to ceremonialize our grieving process and to, to do that in a collective community way, is one of the most powerful experiences I feel like I've ever seen when it comes to honoring lives of those who have lost. Um, so if you ever get a chance to go to Burning Man, uh, or for those of you that have, the temple is really one of the most beautiful ways to be able to come into the the love and the acceptance of, of transition and to be able to come back to that place of like, wow, these bodies are so so precious. You know, I know for me, it's like whenever death comes around, it just always brings me back home to, wow, this body is <laughs> precious. Life is so precious to keep coming back to that remembering of like each hug that I give to a friend is like, this may be the last. And so to cherish it even more, right? To cherish these precious, precious moments even more because of witnessing the loss and the um, the transitions of our loved ones. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, yeah. The, the other thing that you mentioned about the temple that, that I think we we do not have the, the spaces in uh, modern society to truly grieve. You know, we have funerals, but there really is a protocol to the ones that I've experienced. You know, you dress up nice, you know, you you sniffle into a handkerchief. There's some cultures and some communities where wailing, you know, is appropriate, you know, and truly letting go is an acceptable response. But uh, I had never experienced that until I was at the temple and and was able to feel comfortable dropping to my knees and just it's not pouring out of me onto the ground and just truly releasing. And I had an interesting experience where someone would like come up to me and say, you know, are you okay? I'm like, I'm incredible. You know, like this is exactly what I need to feel right now. I'm, I'm, it's just, it's that, it's that, it's just big feeling. I don't, I'm, I'm not even sure what's happening. It's just like, I'm just letting all this stuff out, which is hard to do in the, in the, in the structures that we have in, in the default world. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Moving it through the body 
emoting, expressing, sounding, feeling. Yeah, I feel I completely agree with you, Halcyon, on that. It's like, how do we find a safe space to allow the emotions to be fully expressed, right? I know for me, um, the beach and nature has always been a, a refuge for me to sometimes scream or cry or just go into the depth of feeling, right? And, you know, right now in this conversation and the grief and loss, we're talking a lot about death, but grief and loss comes in so many forms, right? Relationships end, jobs end, um, you know, we lose a pet, um, we lose our house, um, different things happen in life that we go through this like deep grieving, you know, we we're, we lose our identity, right? We go through these really deep processes um, in so many different ways. And so, yeah, finding um, different ways to be able to move that energy and allow it to be expressed. You know, um, I know the other, another way that I do that is turning the music up really loud in my car, music is so healing. You know, my mom actually um, taught me this at a young age. She was like, you know, if you're feeling some things, um, turn on some music that will help to evoke the emotions even more, right? Because I'm sure there's been times where maybe you guys have felt this. I felt this before where it's like, I know there's some feeling in there, but I just, I don't, I don't know how to access it. I want to feel, I want to feel the sadness. I want to feel the grief. There's something in there that needs to move, but I just can't. Music, it's like find those um, songs that evoke it. You know, there's this like, you know, incredible gift that music gives us to be able to, to feel. And so those are a couple of the ways that I help to get things to move because otherwise they just get stored up, right? And then yeah. it turns into tension in the body and it turns into dis-ease in the body. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever you know, whatever your process is for that. And and it's unfortunate that we don't necessarily see what you guys are speaking of, that we don't necessarily have those community moments to like share that with. Um, we can always, we can always call our friends in to be like, Hey, so, you know, a little, little, let's, let's circle up for housing today or, or what have you, which, which I know, which I understand isn't everybody's jam, but uh, there's something to be said for like that community process even if it's just a small group of people but um our society isn't necessarily geared for that so so yeah so doing this on our own having our we've spoken about this before in previous episodes but like yeah getting the body moving allows those those energies and those emotions to kind of flow um time out in nature has been a big thing for me as well um really like going deep in the woods desert the beach um anything out in nature where you're kind of away from everything away from things definitely helps to to process that and there's that's one thing that is universal about about grief is that or how to how to process that or how to handle that is that we it's not something that we that we get over it's something that we learn to carry it's something that we grow to carry with us um and Two, there's many, many ways and many ways, like many ways to go about that. But two of the things that are necessary for that are time and patience, patience with ourselves, uh, this process that cannot be rushed. Um, so we've got to really be in, be in it. And, you know, that's like, like your mom is saying, Bessie, to, you know what you want to, you want to evoke those feelings that that helps with the process and allows us to, to, to grow and expand and to become 
a version of ourselves that can carry this with us for the rest of our days. Uh, because it's not something that you learn, you learn to get over with. It's just like you, you become larger. You're able to carry this thing. So it doesn't feel like this big weight. You, you grow, you expand. So it becomes yet another coin that you're able to carry with you. Um, you know, moving forward into life and, um, you know, becomes, becomes one of those experiences that just makes us, you know, larger, larger, you know, more lovable, more, more lovable people. Mm. Mm -hmm. more resilient as well resilient. stronger yeah i feel like um i see losing somebody very close to you as like a rite of passage mm -hmm. right it's stepping into this whole other way of being able to carry yourself when you really go into that experience and that's what you're speaking to it's like it doesn't go away you just become this new person because you've gotten to experience something so deep mm -hmm. Yeah, I was talking with a, a friend of mine. He's uh he's <clears throat> undergoing his first real breakup in a relationship at the age of like 36. Um, you know, or like mid late 30s. And that's something that, that a lot of us experience pretty <laughs> pretty early on in life. So by the time we get to be in our 30s, you know, we've been broken up with a few times. We've broken up with somebody a couple of times. And so you know, that's definitely a part of a part of life. And so he was really like, Oh, what is this? What is what is happening? I'm like, Yeah, you're you're a little you're a little late to the game. And that's that's good in some ways and not so good in other ways. Because what you're feeling now is something that we've a lot of people have felt multiple times by this point. So but there maybe again, there's no timeline for something like this. So, I gotta tell you, you know, I, I, as someone who has recently had their heart broken, and for the first time getting a heartbroken like this, I it it is uh, debilitating, and I find myself having so much understanding and compassion for all the rom coms I've seen of all the the behavior from <laughs> these silly people. Like, how can't? Why don't they just move on? Why can't they just? Oh, I I get it now. This is I I'm dealing with the kind of loss and grief that uh, that uh, people write songs about, and uh, and that changes who you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And you know what? It's just like the other side of the heart. Right. Two sides of the heart is like love and sadness. You know, sorrow opens the heart in a much different way. Right. It's like going deeper inward. Right. It's like squeezes the heart in this way. Right. When you're also like loving so deeply, it's, a, it's the same space in our, in our hearts. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. There's, um, there's so much music coming back to that is like so much love songs, but also heartbreak songs. Mm -hmm. It's a part think, of our journey, and and the the I guess the the spark I keep coming back to is is that to what you just said, you know, that it's the same space, and if you can kind of pull back and let go of the assigning a good or a bad to it, and instead feel into the the intensity of the experience, um, then. There is something soothing about knowing that you are leading and living an epic life, you know, that you are truly, you know, having a human experience um, and and that it there's both there's both of it. And, and so that that helps to fight the desire to protect yourself from the pain in the future. You know, if you protect yourself from being hurt or that that pain, grief, loss feeling then you you miss out on the joy and the love and the and the the magic so it's it's the 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 my leaving spark will be that you know trying to to find an appreciation 
for the intensity of, of our experiences is, is the, is the best way that, that I'm able to make sense of, of the, of the pain of grief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, my, my experience with, um, with that and, and a spark that I, I, I've gained over the course of my life when it comes to dealing with grief and dealing with loss is that, yeah, the, the heartaches that I've, I've had, particularly in a relationship, uh, have gotten deeper as I've got, as I've gotten older. And that's because that, that level of depth that I'm able to feel for somebody has also deepened, uh, as I've, you know, as I've gone through, you know, you know, various love loving relationships, uh, that, that, that depth of, uh, that you feel upon loss or that I feel upon loss is directly proportionate to the amount of depth of joy and love that I'm able to feel. So, so it's, yeah, so it's not to be, it's, for me, it's to be, it's an interesting thing that I'm able to, so that level of heartbreak is that potential does kind of increase just because your, your capacity to love has, has increased. That's a good thing. <laughs> so, um, and it's, get on get yeah experiencing experiencing these things is the the gamut of human experiences yeah that's that's a life you know that's and there's been moments where i've been really you know despairing you know over over loss of death or over loss of relationship and really in it and there's a still a part there's still a part of me that's like wow i'm living i'm living my life i'm living my life this is what i'm this is feels it feels like what i'm supposed to be doing feels like what i'm what i'm here for is to is for these experiences and it's all part of a tapestry um that is really that is becoming more beautiful with you know, with age by you know by year so so that's that's something that helps me to to kind of you know deal and process and process that and be like okay yeah this is this is what i signed up for this is this is what i'm this is what i'm here for and i'm surrounded by a bunch of like lovely friends who are kind of doing the same and you know, creating their own epic epic journeys, and you know, sharing notes and uh, growing together um, mm-hmm. in community. So that's what, uh, yeah, that's that's what that's what kind of gets me through. Mm, amazing. Uh, I just, I think I'll just bring it right back around full circle to where we started. Is you know, the five stages of grief that you brought forward, Janus. You know, to recognize that these are processes that are different for everyone. Right, we move through them and different pacing, and um, you know, different losses bring different processes. And so, I really feel so um, inspired by that. It brings a sense of hope and also kind of a comprehension around what the emotions that we're moving through, right? Because sometimes, if we're so deeply emotional, it's hard to comprehend. And make sense of things, right? Because just so swept up in the in the clouds of emotion, and so to anchor into these five stages um, to learn and to grow is such a valuable thing. And then also recognizing that the time that we live in, there's so much support, so much information, so much resources. Um, you know, I'm invited to uh, grief circles regularly. I see people putting on these beautiful gatherings to honor grief. 
There is support groups, there are books, there are podcasts all about grief, there's so many talks about grief and loss, there is just so much available for people to be able to move through um, the very challenging part of life, which is loss and grieving. And so I'll just, you know, close it out with that spark, knowing that we're not alone and we don't have to do it alone when we are going through challenging times. And then also, I think I'll just toss this in there too, is the... The, um, the episode that we had a while back called Holding Space for Friends. I think that there's some things in there too around how do we how do we show up for the people in our lives that are grieving, right? This conversation has been very much about our own personal journey of grieving, but how do we get to be there for each other? You know, checking in with one another and listening to each other and just offering a hug and, you know, being there is such a powerful thing. Um, so if you guys haven't listened to that one yet, it's a really good one. Um, and I just love, I love being in this conversation with you guys. I'm just so grateful and so grateful for all of you out there who have been listening and who have been sending in your messages of appreciation and for the spark that also um, inspired this conversation. Once again, Thomas, thank you so much for instigating this grief conversation. We're always welcome to receive more um, messages from you guys. It just keeps our sparks going and we love sparking you guys out there. Indeed. Indeed. So cool. Uh Halcyon. Um any any final any final thoughts you're feeling uh um, I will just I will just uh, start us off with how to find us in the world that uh I my gratitude circles, um my t shirts and my other podcasts are all uh, available at johnstin.com and I appreciate all sorts of connection. If you ever you're ever, ever in a grieving state, I really recommend popping into a gratitude circle. It's a, it is a place for grief as well. It's a beautiful place to to um, sometimes you can be grateful that you have a place to express your grief. It's uh, that's mm-hmm. that's part of it too. Yeah, and I'm just going to fan the flames of that beautiful offering that you offer to the world as a free circle virtual circle for three years. You just had your three-year anniversary of these beautiful, beautiful groups. So thank you so much, Halcyon, for providing that for your community and creating a sacred place for people to just share their gratitudes and pump that muscle and, you know, whatever they're going through to be able to find their way back into gratitude. So amazing, Halcyon. Thank you for that. Thanks, Halcyon. For sure. For sure. Uh, I am out there in the world. Um, with my company, New World Nutritionals, which is uh, again a nutritional supplement company, and our products are geared for you know kind of improving one's state of mind, improving one's mood, helping with focus and learning, things like that. We have a microdose product that is getting really good results with um, people of all sorts of populations, and yeah, it's definitely been a product that has gotten me through some challenging. Um, times and a lot of other people have had some good um good results with that as well i'm happy to say so you can find us online at newworldnutritionals.com that's spelled n-u worldnutritionals.com and you can use the code spark for 10 percent off of any of our products amazing love that And you guys can find me in the world um, offering the Power Affirmation Journal and Virtual Group, which really is a tool for helping to reprogram limiting beliefs. Um, We do all kinds of different things with journaling and meditation, breath work, 
embodiment practices, gratitude practices to really help to cultivate life skills for sustainable happiness and creating habits of the mind, body, and spirit. Um, and I also work with people one-on-one virtually um, doing some Dharma coaching, incorporating all of those practices, and also in person here in Solana Beach, California, doing body work and energy work, sound healing. And I just also love being a friend. So thank you guys out there for following my journey. Powerafirmation.com is where you can find more about that project. And then also my last name, Finklehoo.com, which you can learn more about the other modalities that I offer. And in the show notes, I have shared a link to a free Power Affirmation audio download. So you guys can um, use that to stay inspired. And I think you guys can also use Sparked as a 10% discount code on my website. So thank you guys for listening. And shall I close us out with an affirmation? Please, please, please. Please, please do. All right. So in the spirit of this conversation, an affirmation to honor where we are, honor our feelings, and to really come back to that, that beautiful place of acceptance. So closing the eyes, if that feels comfortable for you, and taking a deep breath. If you like, you can place your hands on your body. And the affirmation is, I allow myself to feel all the feels, and I trust that this too shall pass. I allow myself to feel all the feels, and I trust that this too shall pass. I allow myself to feel all the feels, and I trust that this too shall pass. I allow myself to feel all the feels, and I trust that this too shall pass. I'm exactly where I need to be. Everything is okay. I'm okay. Life is good. Life is a blessing. Life is precious. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thanks, guys. Stay sparked. Stay sparked, friends. 